Welcome to the Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. here on 1490 AM WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome Welcome to to the the Chuck Chuck and Deb Deb Show on Biker Life Radio. We've got a great show lined up for you, and we are so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. Be sure to stay tuned to the very end, because you will not want to miss one segment of this show, Deb. So, Biker Life Radio is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We will reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and real-life stories that will help you discover your purpose, achieve true freedom, and define your destiny. All right, fantastic, Deb. And we have some sponsors that we want to acknowledge before we get started. We most certainly do. So our sponsor for today's show is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. That's Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado Springs. And Rocky Ford Mountain High, Colorado. <laughs> Oh yeah, gosh. we we don't want yeah we don't want that. Stay tuned, visitors. I won't be <laughs> singing. Sing. I mean, listeners, I won't be singing anymore. No more, please. All right, so we we're, we're, let's go ahead and get started. Let's get this thing cranked up. Get things into gear, and let's get rolling. So we'll start it off with a great time that we had actually doing something we hadn't done in quite a, quite a while as we acted up dancing. Yo, we did. <laughs> I didn't dance one time. No, okay. So I should say I went out dancing. We uh, were actually out and about this weekend. If you've ever heard of it, it's Friday night dance party, which is loads of fun. I'd heard about it, heard about it, thought about it, decided to check it out at the place that we've never really been to before, and it's 10th Street Live in Palmetto. 10th Street Live, is that right? That's the name of it now, 10th Street Live. You know what I've noticed, Deb? We're, we're a little bit set up a little bit differently today. We're not looking at one another like we normally do. We'll yes. come back to the story in a second. Okay. But I, have you noticed in that? Because usually we're looking at each other. We are. And we're not really looking at each other. It's sort of strange today. Yeah. So I sort of feel like we're disconnected. Are we a little out of sorts? We're out of sync, sync. for sure. Oh, that's But for maybe sure. that'll change as we move mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, we'll kind of jive, gel, get things and the, and the reason is is because we're we're actually trying to record this live. So it's sure. pretty hard to do, and we wanted to be on the camera. And normally when we're looking at each other, we probably couldn't get each other on the camera, I don't think, right? No, that's right. So, so. we are trying some new technology. You know, us as technical challenges is the way of life. So why not throw it in and have some fun? Yeah, well, all right. Well, what is... The dance party that you went to that I didn't dance. (laughs) That was Friday night dance party, like I said, at 10th Street Live in Palmetto. And 107.9 is a local radio station that does this once a month. And it was interesting to find out as this has been going on for 10 years years. Wow, that's a long time. A long time. It's like the longest running, and I thought maybe it was the oldest running dance party, but I, they their claim to fame is longest running. And what's been going on for 10 years, Deb? This big monthly dance party. So again, but it, what do you was, mean? I mean, the month. What do you mean monthly dance party? Is it at this location that it's been for ten years? Well, at, what, what's the what's the whole deal? It's eighties music, so it's really cool, good dance music. And 
what they do is rotate it month by month to different locations in our general area. So, so why did we start off the t- show, a motorcycle show, a biker show, a biker life lifestyle show about dancing? Do you think bikers dance? I think bikers dance and have a good actually, time in all good. sorts of ways. Absolutely. So, yes, I agree. You know, bike, biker life is not always just about a biker. And bikes, so there's lots yeah, of is. life. You got to live life. All <laughs> you got to live always. lots of life. No, we don't have that. Always, always. That's for sure. So you tell me, I'm always doing never. that. Always doing this. I never do that. You're so. never happy. <laughs> always and never. So this dance party was a great time. It was absolutely packed, it was, and it was, packed. it was pretty full. But I was really surprised at the crowd. What'd you think about the crowd? What did I think about them? I think they were like older than me, which yes. I was going to go. I, you know, when I thought when you told me we we're going to go to this 80s deal, I'm thinking, OK, there's going to be people my age there. Yes. And a lot of people think I'm old. So well, so do. just think when I go there and I see somebody <laughs> who thinks older, uh, I think is older than me. I was uh, sort of uh, it was it was just yeah. different. It was different. And they were there wasn't really older. a lot of people our age there, quite honestly. There I mean, they were Chris and Rebecca, but they were basically there working. So uh, that's true. And we got to reconnect with them. So that made that it was even really more good. fantastic. They're the friends we to... haven't really had a chance to see in quite some time. Yep. So that made it even better was an opportunity to see them, connect with them, catch up, and dance the yeah. night away. And the big thing is you and Nicole went out for a line dance, and that was we sort did. of cute. I got some good pictures of that. Maybe we could put those up. I don't know. We'll see. Do badass biker tips like to be cute? I don't know about that, but we need to keep the show rolling, Deb. Let's keep going. All right. What do we got there? So you, we ended up going out. That was that Friday night to El Sombrero. Apparently, they've got another one coming up at the Joyland. Uh, do you remember what that is, where that I date is? I don't know. We saw yeah, it. I don't know. But there's another 80s night coming up at the Joyland real soon. Yes, so the we'll have to look into that. Something. It's a little bit different. I mean, it is actually by the Joyland. So the venue is different, but it's not by 107.9. I the, do not believe. So I think Joyland's kind of realized that this is a hot happening thing in this town, and they need to give the dancers a place to go well maybe just maybe since it's not the same following maybe it'll have people our age you know like in the 80s yes like me 80 70 80s 80s yeah not 80s in years but 80s 80s music and and now do people consider 80s music classic now weren't we hearing something about that the other day yeah, it's you know, not... isn't it weird? I mean, all of a sudden now we're classic music. What? Classic. I think classic music, the the, the classics were the 50s, I thought. Well, yeah, it was. I guess now I mean, we're classics. I mean, I really don't know. But <laughs> anyway, if it seems like we're in the classics, it's sort of weird. But I guess uh... they've got all these different labels now. So we'd have to go back and research that. And we're not going to bother with that because it's not really motorcycle related. No, it's not. <laughs> But the other thing that motorcyclists do often is they actually get out, ride in a little bit of weather, unpredictable weather at times. So answer this question for me, Chuck. Have oh, you ever been a fair weather rider? I don't know really what that means. Fair weather, that's like in sports, you're sort of off and on. Is that well, what that means? no. You know, I mean, the term is used in the motorcycle you know, I don't world like questions. oftentimes. Well, I know, but I'm going to throw one at you because you throw them at me. So Whatever. Fair weather rider is when you only ride when it's like perfect conditions out there. And, you know, there are people that won't get on the motorcycle if the weather looks like it's going to be bad. And or if there's rain in the forecast, I can't talk today. Um, So I just wondered if you were a fair weather rider. What do you think? You're asking me a question that you know the answer to. No, I am not a fair weather motorcycle rider. If it rains, I ride in the rain. It's not like if I have a choice, I'm not going to go out and ride in it. But rain happens. And rain has been happening a lot lately. It has. Uh, We're in that 
that time of the year. It just seems like, you know, just when I thought, oh, it's raining every day at three. Well, it rains today when I'm trimming the tree, right? <laughs> You're that's right. You're out there getting some work done and good. And then gracious, here we get rain, downpour. you know, at, in the morning. And there hasn't rained in the morning since I don't know when, but it did rain, you know, this today. Today. Absolutely. So, yes. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, the whole idea is like it's these this time of year we're raining. You're going to you're going to if you're riding, you're going to get rained on, That's especially true. if you're riding late in the afternoon. So that brings me to a story, Deb. Do you remember the story when you first got caught yeah. in the rain <laughs> when when you were you actually what we did is we had we took your sporty and we were getting the tank repainted. Yes. And I think we were getting that done by the Metal Mafia. Metal Mafia. Yeah. And they at that time they were located right across the street from McKechnie Field, correct? Yeah, right. I don't know that. I think it's called Lecom Park now, but Oh, okay. At the yeah, Lecom Park, was, but it was McKechnie, McKechnie Field. Field. Everybody so, that's local that, might that know knows. that. Yep. But anyway, so well, I think we were at the game, if I remember correctly. So then the game was over, and of course we were getting rained out then too, because it was this time of year. I think it was probably in July, if I remember right. Yeah, it probably was because, because the, it was the uh, minor leagues or whatever they were playing. Yeah. So um, anyway, we came out, and he was nice enough. He left the bike out front because they were closed. We planned on being there when we got done. And so we had the keys, and we were going to get on Deb's bike. He even came out and offered, hey, because he ended up being there, you want to just leave it here and come back? And we said, no. I told I said, no. Deb's going to ride this bike. <laughs> we're going to get out of here. We're, and I'm on my bike, too. We're, we're going to ride this gonna bike, ride and we're going to go. And uh, so we decided to do that, and we hop on the bike, and there's Deb. And it is, I mean, it's a downpour. I mean, you can't probably see 10 feet in front of yourself. It's just horrific. And so what we got to do is we've got to go over the bridge, okay? And it actually seems to get worse as we're going over the bridge. Yes. So do you remember how that feels? Do you remember the experience, uh, Deb? I remember it because the one thing I think that you left out, an important part, is important. the Sporty never had, a at that time, did not have a windshield. That's true. So I was wide open, That's raw, in the weather. and it hurts anyone that's ridden in the rain okay rain hurts this downpour hurt even worse and i know that i was riding with one hand on the throttle covering up my neck covering up my face as much as i could i was doing everything in my power to stop those bullets from hitting my skin it was horrible and it never let up just did not get better and you didn't think you were going to make it so we were going over the bridge and you uh, you like looked at me or something and you were telling me that you really weren't it was some signal that you didn't think you were going to make it and i understood i did have a ha like my windshield is not full i mean it's 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 very protective so i'm getting pelted pretty hard too and if anybody doesn't know if you haven't ridden in the rain yet oh. to me it's almost like needles you're it getting is. nailed yeah, with needles all these it. needles just tapping on you and so they're hitting you pretty hard and when it's coming down and you're got some speed into it and we were doing pretty good i'd we say were, we're probably we're, normal, we were not trying to 45 uh, yeah it was normal we're not doing speed. anything dangerous we're just trying to get through it right and in that downtown area that water collects on those roads horribly and yeah, I'm so saturated, soaking. It's pelting, 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 and it just—I was—I was almost like, "What in the hell am I doing here, buddy?" Yeah, yeah good question. Well, Jeez. I made you go there, didn't yes, I? No, yes, no, you we agreed. You agreed. We agreed. I wouldn't put I you do, on the bike yeah. if you didn't want to be on it. That's so true. we pull over right across the bridge. There is a Seven Eleven. So we pull over there. Do you, I yeah. can't remember what we do. I know you wanted gloves. Or no, I gave I, you my I, you, gloves. You I think you had a bandana. I think I, in your oh, 
back something pocket. I gave you. So you'd given me a bandana to tie over my face to give me a little bit of protection just to get the rest of the way home, which was another 10, and, 15 and minutes. The, and the rest of the way fun. home, the roads are totally flooded. Yes. I mean, and we were we had to go actually a lot slower <laughs> because as we went up 301, the water was so high. I mean, this this was a flood. I mean, it basically was it was just a, a, a down deluge. I don't know what it's That's called. That's a big word. But it was just huge. It was, I mean, it was deep, three it or four deep, inches deep yeah. at least. And they and, hadn't redone some of that highway yet. And so the water was just collecting, like you said. Not only are you getting pelted, and now you're riding through that water and trying to get through and manipulate, be safe, because you're on the motorcycle, man. Yeah, and so that was really, was that, <laughs> are we correct in saying, do you think that's really your first time where it was a really a big downpour? I mean, it sprinkles, there's rain, there's yeah. stuff like that. But actually riding in something that could be quite dangerous. I totally agree. That was, was probably your first, first time, I think. My first big one. Now, I've been, like you said, I've been through rain. I've been in areas where rain just hit and the streets were pretty saturated. Um, but this was my first time really experiencing that without a windshield, without any protection. It was just amazing and bad, bad riding. So, uh, you All know. Right. So go on. Let's go on. That's not it. Because you've ridden in other ones before. Mm, yeah. SFI. We've been, you know, because we ride together. Yep. And I remember that one day we were the hog chapter and we were taking, we rode all day yes. to Jacksonville in the rain. All day. All day. Yeah. I mean, it did not rain. And remember, that's Big Bird. Uh, yeah. I think I was, I was a passenger in that particular ride. I wasn't riding myself. Oh, the, oh that's so, right. You were on yeah, the back Big then. Big Bird. That was a, that's funny. That's a big oh bus story. We'll tell that we'll some tell other time. We'll tell that one another time. But, but yeah, it funny. rained all day long. And yeah. then we had one other experience when we were coming back from Atlanta. Atlanta. Right, Deb? Yes. That where was we went to hot training too. for the hog chapter. Yep. And we were coming coming back and it was another horrible rain Sideways just like that first one that on you experienced yes and actually j9 was in front of me and her bike was beginning to stall yes. and my bike normally stalls when it gets real bad in the rain like that because my carburetor's open but i bought one of those little socks that you can put over you, it you protect against that yeah i put a little sock over it you can buy it from well i bought mine from harley of course and put that over it but it was interesting to me because my bike normally stalls first well j9 had the same problem she and was you struggling you you could not mm -hmm. see in front of us very far, and it was just coming down big time. I mean, it was blowing sideways. sideways. It was like a, a squall that had come in. Right. Right. Yeah. We, we had, to, and then it, we we were in a gully too, kind of in between some mountain areas or hills, I should say, because we were in the state of Florida. So you know, we almost had to lean into the rain in order to keep the motorcycles upright in good maneuvering position for that roadway. It was just amazing the techniques and things that we had to do in order to really get through it in a safe manner and keep going because there was nowhere again normally from a safety standpoint rider coach deb would say you know let's pull off until we can be safe but there was absolutely even no exit no way to get off the road it was just you had to plow through it and get the best you could and we might have could have pulled over actually what was sort of neat is as we went up the road we were pike passing other bikers that were under remember that they were right, under they the were overpass overhang. yep overhang of the highway yep all right so that's just some neat stories uh it is rainy season so just be safe out there use your heads and we're going to take a break and we will be right back if you're looking to either sell or buy a home in the Bradenton North River area, contact Deb Bell to help make your dreams come true at Reynolds Realty. Call Deb Bell, 941-713-5035. That's 941-713-5035 or online at parishfl.com. For all of your real estate needs, call Deb Bell. 
Welcome back. I'm Chuck. And Dad. And we're so grateful you're still with us. You know, talking about rain, it was sort of one of those weekends. We actually had a working weekend. So, unfortunately, we didn't have an opportunity to get out and ride our bikes. And then, of course, there was the rain factor. But, you know, if you'd have got out early, we'd have been able to ride, but we had business to take care of. So, we decided what we'd do is uh, we'd go out for dinner. Uh, and so yep. we ended up going where, Deb? We went to Skyline Chili. Now, that's a newer restaurant in our particular area, but so we had to give it a shot. It was all about trying something new, different, but we had to hop in there. We chose, so we didn't have we to. Had we had to. There you go. Thank you. Hop in the cage for that event. <laughs> And uh, that, again, that's kind of biker talk for the car or automobile. So we jumped in the cage and went down the road and we grabbed in the a car. bite of uh, some Skyline Chili. So what's the cool thing about Skyline Chili? We're just going to do a quick review of some restaurants, food. Uh, or you, you asked a question. I did. Are you going to give an answer? Well, I, I thought Come it was on. quite different. The chili was very unique, very different. Um, it is a sit-down place, so it's not a fast food. Well, I guess you could go in and ask yeah, the, I get it to go. it's different. It is. A, it you could get it to Fast go. food, you could get it to go, take it out. Yeah, I thought it was fast food. It was we're a <laughs> fast delivery of our food. Yeah, it was. No, it's, it could to be me, a, it's considered fast food. Yeah, I would agree. I would have to agree with that. So the chili is really. A you didn't bit seem a, like you were agreeing with it. It was tasty, but it was. Oh, you know, it could be a little bit of both. It wasn't like you. Oh, it, it wasn't like a Taco Bell or McDonald's, but you could. You sit want to down fight here on table. air about what was fast food and wasn't? No, we're not we can fight about. No, we don't <laughs> fight because I really have no idea. I just my thought was it was fast food. Whatever. We don't really fight about oh, things geez. like that. So. You can order it, take in, sit down. The really cool thing, there's a little history about Skyline Chili, which I didn't realize. It's actually been in business since 1949. So this is their 70th year. And how they got their start, kind of interesting, was a, someone from Greece had moved to America and his dream was always to cook his grandmother's chili the way she did it. So it was founded in Cincinnati, Ohio. Kind of a cool thing, even though it is a new restaurant for our area. It's been around forever, so those Ohioans should be very familiar with Skyline Chili. Okay. Well, it was interesting, and uh, maybe we'll go back. We'll see. And so we left there, ready to go home, take it easy, maybe. And, Deb, you saw something, and you thought about something on the way back? I did. Uh, Actually, we were passing by Loaded Cannon, and that was something that I knew we wanted to see. I wasn't quite sure really what it was. What is the Loaded Cannon? Loaded Cannon is a distillery right? Am I saying that right way? It's not a brewery. It's a distillery in our local area that has just recently, actually it was a grand opening weekend. Yeah, we got lucky. lucky. We got lucky and stumbled across it. We didn't even know, but we knew about it and we didn't see anything. And I actually asked Justin, how did you get the message out that you guys were doing the grand opening? And he did say social media, but I never saw anything about it. Never saw either. And you know, we got lucky, but we weren't so lucky because we missed the last tour. I don't look at it that way. We get to go back now and take the tour and maybe invite some friends to go with us. That'd be a great time. It's just really, really, to me, it's really, really neat to have a distillery right here in the local area. It's just right down the road from our house. And you know what the cool thing was? What? Is that you can actually get free drinks. Free drinks. Well, come on, you don't act like you don't know, but yeah, free drinks. There were we got three free shots. Three free half like shots or something. Half ounce, whatever they were. It doesn't matter. They were free. That's true. So you got to sample a few of the um, liquor spirits Spirits, they have. And uh, they were very good. We did. Do you remember which ones we did, Deb? Uh, I know we did the rum, coconut rum. 
Yeah, that was the last one. I think you did. I did a spice drum, and you did the light, the light rum, right? And then we also did a vodka. The vodka so we mixed was it up. incredible. It was amazing. And we we had probably walked out a bottle of the vodka. vodka. We just bought two bottles. <laughs> we were testing. We were doing a test on the vodkas. Yeah, we're real alcoholics here. Yeah, anyway. we just like to have a good time. You know, we're empty nesters. Had we talked about that? And, so, and it's anyway. not just that. We could tell you the whole story about why we got two bottles. We actually <laughs> did a taste test, but we're not going to do that right now. But their vodka was so easy to drink. It was so smooth. It was delicious. Absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's like you just could sip on it easily. I mean, it didn't burn. Nothing whatsoever. It was great. The the rum was really good. It was delicious. And the coconut rum was good. I think the only reason we left with the coconut rum was because we, like I said, we didn't. We had enough vodka. Right. So, and I I think we maybe even have some rum here too. So. Yeah, and we could always, you know, we thought it was just a nice sipping um, liqueur, so we could certainly just sip with some ice. And, you know, just something a little bit different than what we would have normally gotten. And so not only was Justin wonderful and had tons of history about the distillery, but we also had an opportunity to meet Michelle, which Michelle did some phenomenal phenomenal decorating. She did the logos, uh, the labels, the bathrooms, everything. She's she's a marketing genius. And so he's so lucky to have her. And he, being Steve, the owner, we had a great time. And, And Justin, again, he spent a lot of time with us going over the things about the distillery. And his story was really pretty neat, too. He has a great little story because he's a distributor for the bottles. And that's how he got to meet Steve, who we'll talk about in a minute. So Justin was very, really cool. He took his time with us. It was really neat because there was a big group in there before us and they left. So he was able to spend some quality time with us. But yeah, all the staff, you know, the two and apparently Steve, who's the owner, who we'll talk about in just a second. Apparently his daughters worked there as well. That's what he had mentioned. So this is really, really neat. I want to encourage you everybody to go out and check out the loaded cannon over in lakewood ranch uh where's it near how would you describe what that's um it's closer to state road 64 in lakewood it's, ranch Boulevard. it's not by the, so it's, the uh, ace place what that it what's, is what's ace that hardware pla- yeah but what's the what's it called uh, besides crowder brothers it? what is it crowder brothers crowder brothers right so it is in that general area but it's in kind of in the industrial it's buildings industrial which would be building, a little yep. odd place to be but it works perfectly for what they've got going on and they've set up the front entrance as a great tasting place yeah and you can see actually the distillery they and steve even said that the windows that it took to put in there were really really expensive right but it adds to the ambiance it does and you do get to take the tour as deb mentioned but even if you don't take the tour and you're sitting there having a few drinks and just sipping on a few of these it's really neat to be able to look inside there and i haven't really gotten involved in you know how to distill stuff and you know all this history and all that about you know the liquors but there's a lot of really neat information about it so and steve was sharing some of that with us and do you want to share a little bit about steve well i did but they had also what i loved about the distillery is they really put a lot of thought and detail into the concepts of the loaded cannon as a name as a business name and then all of because steve used to be known apparently we were told as a (laughs) Loose cannon. Loose cannon. So can't really had to use come that up with a too different well. Name. Had to be a little bit different. Yep. So yep, they got a great name, Go a great um, story and ambiance to the whole experience. It's a great experience, and we will definitely be back, and we'll see what we can do to maybe wrap it all together. Yeah, and maybe get a group maybe out there. we'll That'd talk to Steve, see if he can run some sort of special for our listeners and viewers, and uh, so we'll see if we can put that together because be he was fun. a really neat guy. He spent some time with us. He was really tired. Was... He'd been back there in the heat of the distillery, and he's been doing tours all day. So he was really tired. And this guy, guys, listen up. He has 
put his heart and soul into this business, not to mention a whole bunch of money. Okay, yeah. because as you'll see when you go in through the windows, he he purchased a, a copper uh, still, still. Uh-huh. and it's huge. Okay, and I forgot what he said. How long it took him it to took make that? Two years for him to get that. To to and so it was still. actually made for this particular situation and he had to wait that long just to get it and he's been having to go through jumps uh, hurdles and all sorts of things uh, to get to where he is but he kept on moving forward right. he kept on keeping on he kept on going kept he his was, vision and passion alive by just knowing that he was bringing it to fruition he really did and he so I bet he had his vision in the end and he knew exactly how it was going to be and he just kept that in the forefront of his mind and every hurdle that he had to cross he crossed them And so I remember him telling us that when the government shut down, everything got shut down. So all that he needed to get through through the government, the federal government, which they had to do, uh, he wasn't able to get anything through. So it slowed the whole process down. Very, very, very nice gentleman. And what I like about it is the whole story that's evolved around it. And I really, you know, that's why I really want to make sure people go out and give this guy some business. Actually, that's what I'm asking you to do. Go out there, give Steve, give the Lodi Cannon, give Justin, give Melissa, Michelle. give Steve's family. What's that? Michelle. Oh, I'm sorry. Who did I say? <laughs> Melissa. It's a Because I thought he said Melissa at first, so that's okay, why. Gotcha. So yeah, Michelle, uh, give them some business because they're they're gonna they're they were the doing their very best to be of great service to everybody. And this is somebody's passion. So if you can go out and support somebody's passion, I believe it'll come back to you. And right. I think for our community, it's a big step in the in a bigger direction because these are things and types of businesses that we haven't really had in our area in the 20 plus years that we've lived here. Yeah, so it is really I think new. that we need to be very welcoming into the community and just, you know, show them that we're grateful that the small business owners are coming and doing what they can to make this a great community. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other neat thing that Steve told me, I didn't have any idea, but he mentioned to me that they actually, I think it was a whiskey that they made from the monk. What's it called? The Uh, Naughty Monk. The Naughty Monk Monk beer. They made a whiskey. He has a whiskey that's being made. He can't sell it or anything. They got to let it sit for a year or something like that. Yeah, cured. So I guess that's a new thing is being able to make a whiskey from a beer and they use the Naughty Monk beer. Right. And I want to, I want to, hopefully, I can maybe be one of the first to try it when it comes out. <laughs> That's another reason I want to stay in touch is I want to be able to go back and check out the bourbons or the whiskeys or whatever else they're doing right. because I think that would be really neat. And as good as the vodka was, uh-huh. all this other stuff was good. The rum was great too. The the coconut rum's great. All of it's great. All of it was wonderful. But you've got to go out there. You've got to go out there and find out for yourself. And when you do, do us a favor. If you do go out to the Lodi Cannon, let them know that you heard it on the Chuck and Deb show. Let's see if I get my name right. You let let them know that you heard this on the Chuck and Deb show. We'd really appreciate it. And who knows? Maybe by then, maybe he'll want to give you a discount. They'll give you a discount just for saying the, the Chuck, Chuck and, and Deb, Deb show. show. All right, Deb, anything else? We I know we got to take a quick break here in a moment. We do. And so, you know, I just wanted all the, the local people to really just give them a shot. They've got a great tour. Not only do they have a free tour, but they also have a $15 tour. And there's some really goodies that you walk away with as memorabilia from oh, I the didn't see that. Did you get the details on that? It's a $15? So $15. I think what you, do you get, get five. You get a shot glass that you take home with you. And then you get five flutes of different liquors that they manufacture. So it's a great deal. You've got a little bit of a souvenir to take home. You know, one thing that was really impressive that I 
learned there is that they, they everything is made from the vodka base or corn. What, oh, what yeah, do you remember that about was that? That was a too. little piece of history about the manufacturing and distilling well, the, of the liquor I thought the, was pretty cool. The gin was made from the vodka. Yes. And then the rum, the dark rum, was made from the light rum. Okay. And the other thing they talked about is all the ingredients that they use are local. So they don't mean like in Bradenton or here, but they mean local to Florida. Like the juniper, I think they said they get somewhere down south. I can't remember the exact location. Down south and another ingredient they get up north. And so there's all sorts of different locations right here in the state, great state of Florida that provide all of the ingredients that they're looking for in order to keep it all natural and very much a homegrown distillery, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And that's what they want to try to do, you know, make it all local. And that's where we're you know, try to support our local communities, and that's what we're encouraging you to do. Right. You- and, you know, Steve was pretty excited about the upcoming lemon-lime flavors of things, as well as the jalapeno. So they've got oh, some, the jalapeno. They've got got the jalapeno. some things up their sleeve that we got to make sure we all stay tuned for in order to get some really cool things. In yeah, and he's area. just waiting for the gov- government to give him the okay on the jalapeno. Okay. And uh, so that's that's one of you guys like hot stuff. Uh, you're going to want to try it because what, what I understand, it starts off sweet and it's one, two, three, and you get the heat. Is it? <laughs> that's, that's a great right. way to think about it. That's so it's right. like a ghost pepper that just kind of oh, marinades in yeah. your mouth. Yep. Woo, so that's going to be a great one. So we hope that you'll go out and you'll support them because they really need a real boost here, you know, because it's been a long time in the making. And go out, pat Steve on the back, pat the Absolutely. employees on the back and congratulate them for, you know, sticking with it and bringing this because, you know what, they're just sharing their love, their passion with the rest of us. And that's really a cool thing. It's awesome. I really think yeah, it's really it was cool. great. So. Kudos to them for keeping the community, keeping things local in the community and really doing what they can to bring us a great product, great service, and a great location. And, and again, let's go ahead and tell them where it is, and then we got to go take a quick break, Deb. It's Loaded Cannon on uh, Lakewood Ranch Boulevard, just south of State Road 64 and just past uh, the Crowder Brothers Ace Hardware store there. So it's huge. You can't miss the Ace Hardware, but it is in the industrial plaza i think just beyond that on the south side and so again that's the loaded canyon cannon Cannon, and you can look it up on your phone look it up on facebook they have a facebook page so go ahead and like that and uh, they didn't pay us anything to bring this up on the show just letting you know the only reason we're mentioning it to you is because we believe that you're going to find that you'll love it just as much as we did so we've got to go ahead and take a quick quick break because we do need to have to have it here Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898 or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276. Or visit them at coeurdelaine.tonyguy.edu or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information. Welcome back. I'm Deb, and we are so glad that you stayed tuned with us. So where do we go from here, Chuck? Well, WTF. 
Really? That's right. And I'm going to say it live right now, right here. What the frick? Oh, my gosh. No, it's not what the frick. No. Are we allowed to say frick? (laughs) I didn't say the the other word. And actually, it's not the right one. It's what the freak? What the freak? What the freak is going on? You guys, welcome to the what the freak segment. This segment now, what the freak is all about is there was a story that you could not have imagined to happen. Well, this, yeah, no doubt about it. So there's this very close-knit world of high-end hide-and-seekers, in case you didn't know. Did you guys know that there's these... People that go in, go out and play this hide, hide and, and seek, seek games. Professionally? I guess, yeah, I guess like as professionals. What does that mean? I had no idea. <laughs> you know, so they play this kid game where these people are professional people that hide and seek. Yes. Now, if you know anything about hide and seek, what's the number one thing about hide and seek? Do you know, Deb? Is not to be found. Not to be found. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so if you're not found... Okay, so just think about it. So you're not the whole idea is not to be found. Right. Now you stay in your hiding place until somebody finds you. Correct. You don't know when the game's over, right? That's what I would worry about on a professional game. Is there a <laughs> Why timer? Why would you worry about that? Because does their timer all of all of a sudden say bing? Well, apparently the association says they thought they had all this fixed. Okay. But apparently they didn't think that they had what we're going to talk about fixed because somebody hid for a really long time. Really long time. Somebody hid for a long time. They, he didn't want to be found. <laughs> no. His reputation was so strong and it was <laughs> he, it ran in the blood it and was. he he didn't want to give up his reputation and his family name it was a family of legacy. being found, did he? No, not at all. So go ahead, take it away. So Make the, sure it sounds interesting, Dad. These <laughs> these um hide and seekers were absolutely flabbergasted and blown away when they had to come together in order to grieve and overcome their shock of this horrible uh, coincidental death of not one, but two professional hide-and-seekers. But what makes it even what the freak is that they were part of the same freaking family. They were part of the same freaking family. (laughs) But the thing is, is it was a freak kind of deal. I mean, you haven't even said what's going on. They were were grieving, but what were they grieving about? They were grieving because just recently they found the body of a hide-and-seeker that was hiding since 2014. Can you believe that? That's In a a cupboard. They they found yes. out they w- they went to the, what to, have to demolish this building uh-huh. that this event took place in in 2014 and that's where they found the body of this gentleman. Yeah. And what's interesting, not that's sort of crazy just in it and is, of itself, right? That is. His crazy. father died the exact same way, but 19, not in a not in not a cupboard. In a cupboard, but 19 years earlier as a professional hide and seek player as well. Now that is freaking crazy. Now, I don't know if they call them professional hide-and-seekers or not, but the whole idea is they're very, very intense. They're very into it. Yep. And it's... so apparently this guy was w- way into it. Both of them. They both You know, excelled. he wanted to be just like Dad, man, and I guess he followed Dad's step footsteps all the way. Yep. And we're not laughing about it here not or anything all. like that. It's just one of those, what the freak? Yep. Absolutely it really is. right. So the, the dad, Brian Yowell, I believe was his name, died in 1995 at a championship event. 
And his son, Alan Yowell, um, was found, as you mentioned, by a demolition team during the 2014 International Championship. So it was an international thing they've got going. Isn't that crazy? I had no idea that hide-and-seek was that big of a deal. I wonder where he is hiding in, in the cupboard. And, you know, I, when I was reading about this, it's it's spelled cupboard. <laughs> cupboard. Yes, that's the correct so, but way it's to cupboard. Spell cupboard. So I wonder, and they showed, like, this closet. That, you know, with it, that the demolition team, I guess, where he was found. Yes. And so you wonder where he was, where he was hiding in there. Was the did he like in a closet, like a secret cupboard? Right, exactly. Like the, did he like, did weird. he like, uh, you know, tear down a wall and crawl inside the wall or something? You know, they haven't really figured out they're going to do an autopsy, but uh, this is sort of gross. But the body was so dried out that they're unable to tell exactly how he died. But they've sort of dismissed any foul play in this situation. So it's going to be interesting to see if any more of this is uh, going to come out. But you've got to think about what in the world really happened to him. They speculated that maybe he hit and maybe he had a heart attack okay. or, may- or maybe he stayed there until he died. Not wanting to be found. That's just sort of hard to believe that someone would take the hide and seek game that so seriously. seriously. That they didn't want to give up their hiding space. That they were not because if you show yourself, right, right, you're yep, done. You and lose. somebody finds you, they catch you. You 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 lose the game. Right, and so it's that competitive that you'd have to make sure you stay unfound and hidden until you don't know the end of time, I guess. So when we were younger, when we were kids, there was a nighttime hide and seek game. Did you play that? I can't remember. It was, um, gosh, I can't even recall the name. But when we were talking about this hide and seek, the serious hide and seekers, I thought about that. And was it night watch? It was something we did at night when it got dark, sort of a hide and seek type game. Knowing you know, where you came from and the weird field water that you drank. Be gentle. It's no telling what you guys did over there in that part of town where you came from. Okay. That's so, true. I, you know, I'm not sure that's something you want to bring up. Actually, what I want to learn how to do, I want to learn how to be a professional hide and seeker from you. So when I get in trouble, I can hide and you can't <laughs> Never find me. find you? Yeah. Well, then why would I teach you that skill? Because no, I, I don't want, want to learn to it from you. you. I just want to learn. You're not going to teach it to me. Okay. I just want to learn how to do it so I can hide from you. All right. Because I get scared. You, you believe know, that? Maybe this group can help you out and give you some tips. Right, nah, so that that's just, you know, WTF on that because, you know, th- that is really freak. That's freaky. It is freaky. And so it was kind of weird that we even, you even ran across that story for goodness sakes. So freaking right. it out. The one other thing. We'll try to put that up on our Facebook page um, so that you'll get a, get a little taste of what we're talking about here. But that is our segment of What, what the Freak. WTF. So moving right along and kind of kicking it into high gear, one thing I admire about you, Chuck, is anytime there is a problem that needs solving is you will go to the nth degree to try and figure it out yourself before you'll ask for some sort of guidance or help (laughs) from someone else that just might be able to give you the answer a little bit quicker. Now, from a motorcycling standpoint, we just had something like that happen in our one one in one with one of our motorcycles. Well, that's just too kind of you. You, I'm really you know taken back. You you've actually said some nice things about me, which you actually do quite a bit. So you said that you admired me. Let's keep talking about me because it feels real real good. Is it no. making you happy? So no, I'm, I'm because just I didn't want to like sucker punch you with. Here is the segment. 
cheap Chuck's bike fixes, <laughs> but that's really what we're getting ready to talk about because well, you are sometimes so determined well, to find a solution on uh, your own that you'll do it. Oh. But to your greatness, I am going to say... You've done it again, Master. I've usually found a way. I am a do-it-yourselfer, a DYI person. I try to anyway. Think about it. We ride Harleys, and everybody knows that Harley stands for $100. HD, right? $100. $100. So you could take the smallest in, and that's the joke about Harley. We love Harley, but everybody knows the Harley joke is that everything's $100. $100. We were just talking to a friend yesterday that said yeah. kind of the same thing to us. I know this yeah, little George, five about you. part, five dollar part's gonna by the time I get it fixed by someone else is gonna be several hundred dollars. So yeah. So here's a little tip. Actually, you can learn from this if you want, and hopefully you can apply it to your motorcycle if it ever happens to you. And if you're ever out on the road or at a biker bash or at a biker event or biker fest or wherever you may be, riding with us. You ride, riding with us. You guys probably ride more than we do right now. So because we're just so busy. Your cheap so, chucks fix. What's that? Your well, no. You hold on. You're trying fix? to rush me here. I think okay. we got a little bit of time. We do. But you know, you get on. You're about ready to go home. You're having a good time, and your bike doesn't start. Well, so, WTF, man? What are you gonna do? That's right. What are you gonna chucks? do? So you 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 push the button. You push the start button. You you do everything right, and it goes click, click, click. click and it doesn't start. So the question is, is it battery? It could be a number of things. Now, I have to kind of t- stop you there because I did a ride a couple of weeks ago by myself. I went down to our local dealer to hang out, do some things, check on some events. And I get down to the dealership. And, and this is not something. What dealership? Uh, Rossiter's Harley Davidson. So they were having a car and a bike show. And of course, the rain was uh, putting a little damper on everything. And I didn't go because I wasn't feeling good. You weren't good. feeling so hot. So I took off on the bike by myself. And, you know, we've been dealing with this starting and not starting very well for quite a while. I took off. The one thing that was impressive to me is that you knew there might possibly be an issue for <laughs> me on the road by myself. ESP. So I get down to the dealership, getting ready to go, hot, sweaty, ready to get home, and I hear click, click, click. And so what do I do? I call my call master me. mechanic. My master mechanic. Well, <laughs> thank you again for the compliment, but that's far, far from the truth. All right. So my cheap mechanic, then I call and say, honey. And what do I say, Deb? Suck it WTF, up, WTF, I told you. <laughs> I, I had a I feeling had a that feeling was going to happen. This was going to happen. Yep. So. So I said, take it in. Yep, you know, go ahead and get the battery because I'm thinking it's the battery. And then you take it in and he tells you. Well, we take it in. They start to look at it and he, they try it a couple times. And then all of a sudden bourbon just roars and starts up. It was real. I'm, I'm sitting there going, make me look like a fool because that's what I felt like. But. It, bourbon started. I jumped in the saddle and I'm like, okay, don't turn it off. I'm heading out. I'm getting home. And so they they mentioned at that point that it may possibly be a relay because of the way it behaved. Yep. And so taking that into consideration, and I have had a similar problem on my Dyna Wide Glide. One of my Dyna Wide Glide, make sure that came through. One of the best bikes on the planet of the Earth, and that bike is named Thumper. Love Thumper. And, and so Thumper has gone through his trials and tribulations. He's been baptized in fire, and he's a kick-ass motorcycle. <laughs> Enough about. I can go all day long no, about Thumper. Talk, yeah. I won't talk about me, but I'll talk about my motorcycle all day long. I love my Thumper, and Thumper loves me. He anyway, sure does. <laughs> so anyway, so I've had a similar problem, and. Uh, 
you know, actually was able to get some help back then. And what we did is we actually do what some of you might do. We went out to YouTube and investigated some things. And there is one guy who always shows up, and I could tell I had watched the video before. It's like, I've been here, done that. <laughs> you know, I've gone, th- yeah, I've seen this. Uh, because, you know, once you have a bike, at least same things seem to happen the same way with other bikes, especially right. with yeah, Harleys. Kind of so you know what to expect. So anyway, so we watch it. So I decide in my great mind what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up that next morning and I'm going to go out there and I got to take off Deb's seat and remove it because everything's under the seat. It's not on the side like I think that's where my um, what relay, it my yep, relay is starting relay. because that's what you hear. What you hear the click click is the relay. And so after watching a video, the guy said, what happens to this? And this was a different guy. And he was very descriptive. And he said, what happens here is the inside of the relay becomes corroded. And so what happens is when they when the contacts come together, they're not able to get enough power in order to turn over and work the way they're supposed to do and start the bike, start the motorcycle. So I said, okay, in my infinite wisdom, I said, okay, well, I think I have an idea. So what I did, I went out, as I talk about, took off the seat and pulled. The, there was two relays. So I pulled them both, not knowing which one was which. Sure. And so what I did is cleaned them off. And then what I did is I went over and I sanded the terminals. I good, took, good thinking. Yeah, I took the sandpaper, sanded the terminals a little bit. and So for then, a biker chick like me, what would sanding those terminals really do? I mean, I, I don't know that it would do anything. For me, I'm just thinking that I want the best connection possible, so okay. I'm getting the most bare as metal onto the the plug that it goes into. All right, so roughening it up will make that contact work uh, a little bit better It's getting off possibly. any corrosion okay. or anything that might be on the connections itself. Great. And then... Um, I actually put, this was after some things I did, I actually put a small amount of Vaseline. And the only reason I get this from is from, uh, I think Dan worked on my Dyna. And I remember him saying something, um, Dan's V-Twin, that is. And I remember him saying something that one time that they use this electrical gel. And it's different from the, the, the Vaseline. So I'm not sure the Vaseline works. By the way, there's a full disclaimer here. <laughs> Anything that I say here, uh, you take a risk of trying this. Just try I cannot air. try the responsibility. I'm not responsible for anything that you, lis- you listen to and try yourself. So anyway, I put just a very, very little bit, sort of like to lubricate it a little bit. Lube maybe to get some more electricity flowing. I don't know if that really works or not. So anyway, so I did that. And here is what I believe the key is. The key is what you have to do is you take, and what I took is I took, I can't remember now, I think I took a wrench. No, I took the back of a screwdriver. screwdriver, I took the end of a screwdriver and I smacked it about 10 times on each side. Gently, right? A little bit rough, just enough to where you take the screwdriver and you just want to tap it. Okay. I'm not like laying into it or anything. So I tapped it on every side, okay. every side. <laughs> and I did that to both of the relays. And what happened, Deb? We put them back well, in. We put them the back first in. time, let's be honest, what happened? Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it started. It started. It, it was started, but hesitant. the battery needed to be charged. Correct. Yeah. And so, of course, now we found the problem was now something different than what we thought. But back to kind of the battery issue. So, so we charged the battery. Charged the, battery the battery got charged. Up. We just hooked up the tender. And you went out there yesterday. You cranked that. Oh, sucker right up it lit up and it sounded great it was beautiful so so there you go there's what i don't know what we're going to call this segment but because you won't get very many motorcycle fixes what is it cheap chucks motorcycle (laughs) fixes that everyone can use whatever all right here (laughs) let's let's get back to one of our sponsors if you're looking to either sell or buy a home in the Bradenton North River area, contact Deb Bell to help make your dreams come true at Reynolds Realty. Call Deb Bell 
941-713-5035. And we are back. Thanks a lot for staying tuned. Uh, we, all right, you know, we, it was my turn. You you threw me out. Now I'm going to go ahead. You did some research, and I think it was about some things that have been going on with Harley-Davidson. Yes, Harley-Davidson, I've discovered a couple of weeks ago, actually trademarked um, a really cool name. I do believe it's called the Bare Knuckle. I like so that. So I do too. It's just, it's kind of rough. It's kind of tough. But who knows how Harley-Davidson's going to be using that in the future. So keep your eyes open for any motorcycle. Maybe it's going to be some clothing line or something I that's don't bare knuckle. I I think mm-hmm. I might have heard okay. that they might be getting ready to use it maybe for another motorcycle. Maybe it's another electric motorcycle. Really? I wow. You know the, okay. the the rumors are flying again, guys. What Harley Davidson did is they trademarked this name, bare knuckles. Okay, so right. nobody really knows. Everybody's just speculating on what on how bare it's knuckles gonna be is going to be. Right. So somebody I I think I listened to or heard or read or something was thinking that they were wanting to use the the word bare knuckles maybe on the electric motorcycle in order to get people more enthused about it. So in other words, doing like okay. an old style twist to it. Okay, so maybe more old style cafe racer with a bare knuckle name might be a way. I'm not sure. I don't know. So we're gonna find out because the live wire has been taking up all sorts of headlines in the motorcycling world. So it is now available to be pre ordered. Some cool what sti- is? the live wire, Harley Davidson live, live wire. wire, which is their first electric motorcycle. It does look very sport bike. And I think that, you know, that really draws the younger eye because I know when our daughter started to ride, you know, she was all about the sport bike and getting that type of a motorcycle for riding. Well, she didn't end up with one. Um, so she's really been yeah, a Harley she girl. She rode a Harley, an old, she rode a Buell, Buell Blast. So it kind of had that look. But I, I can see her if she were riding again, something similar to the look of the live wire. It can and get. I've, I've noticed that the live wire has been um, a lot in social media. It's been a lot in the news lately. Uh, Harley Davidson seems to be pushing it quite a bit. So is that some of the information that you researched and came up with? Or? It, it is. But, you know, for me, I find that there are some statistics that maybe get missed in the mix. So some cool things that the live wire has the ability to do is it can go zero to 60 in three seconds. That's pretty quick. Oh, for yeah, they're making a big bike. deal of that. I saw that. And yeah, they said, how fast? Can, there is a challenge they're doing, right? Really? I didn't read that. I think they were so, saying yeah, it's a challenge. Well, see, do just, your homework a little bit better, Deb. And I don't do mine. <laughs> and I didn't read this. I just happen to see things occasionally. And I think it was Harley Davidson was take the challenge. Does your bike do zero, zero to, to 60, 60 in three seconds? In three seconds. Huh. I might, you know what? I might take him up on that challenge. Yeah, I think because Thumper I think Thumper get, might be able to do pretty good. Bourbon might be right there too. So I don't Man, know. Man, that's pretty quick. You know, we might need zero to, check it to out. sixty in three seconds. seconds. That'd be really. But Matter well, of fact. If our, anybody difference. of our listeners are doing this, make sure you post a, a video up on the comments or something. Right. And be sure and let us know what you did and how I you did it, it and where you were. So, you know, what makes it interesting is that what we'd have to do in order to do that, we'd have lots of shifting because the live wire has no clutch to deal with when it comes oh, to all that. So that's really? a little bit weird to me because all of those moving parts is what makes motorcycling motorcycling in my world anyway. I think is that's the concept strange. of clutching. Yeah. 
So and, uh, it's an auto clutch or something like yeah, an automatic. It's like an huh? automatic motorcycle. I rode I guess. years ago. I rode uh, some type of motorcycle that was that way. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's kind of boring. back to I don't know, kind of weird. It's different to me. So they've got three colors initially that they're offering it in. Harley's known for its vivid black, so obviously there's going to be that. And they have an orange fuse and a yellow fuse, so a couple of different colors that will differentiate you out there. Um, also, 146 miles city range. And they say on average, stop and go traffic is about 95 miles before you know, need to recharge. So some thoughts about the charging, because that's always one thing I think about is um, within 40 minutes, you can get an 80% charge. So even if you go to work, plug it in, you've got to recharge pretty quick and well, 100% charge within an hour. Is that true? That's what because I read. Because I think some of the things that I saw were that's only if you have a supercharger or something. Like I said, I've right. never read into this because... I'm just not interested. Not I like my old school. Time. It's not going to be in our garage. I'm, I'm sure. an old school. Well, it may be. Right. Maybe. You never know. But well, uh, it's anyway. The whole point of the matter is, is I, I think I heard that there's two different charging systems. Yes, I did. So, I, I did. I wasn't able to really get the details on all the two different ones, even though it did mention there are two different methods to charge. Because, this was just maybe the quick charge. Well, somehow sure. one takes a lot longer than the other. So oh. if you're riding it long distance. Okay. And if it's not, I, I don't know the details. Hey, you guys go out and investigate it for yourself. And but there is something going of, on with the charger. Right. Certain type of charging rider, system. too, that's going to use that. It's great for, you know, day-to-day -day commuting, I'd imagine. It's enough or something I would think about taking on a long-distance ride or any of that. So just kind of neat stuff. Keeping yeah, I mean, all of our listeners Harley, up giving to date. It a shot. Yeah, Harley's I mean, got a great look I don't know to if it. I, I got 30000 40000 to throw down. I don't know how much is it. Thirty. It's right around that 30000 mark. But again, if it's your secondary or primary transportation, you know, that's what cars, automobiles go for these days. I'd much rather hop on a, a motorcycle to go to work <laughs> than I would a vehicle. So that's just my right. I'd rather have a CVO. Well, yeah, I have one. But yeah, well, oh, I'd rather... I love my CVO. I love bourbon. It's a beautiful bike. So uh, moving on, we have done just a little bit of movie watching in all the rain. There are times when you just got to chillax a little bit and take in a movie or two. So we have a movie critique of the week by Chuck. Well, I don't know if I'll call it a critique so much. We actually sat together and we watched, and I can't, still can't get the name. I think it was Hell's Bellies. I don't know. That's kind of Hell's a weird name. Hell's B-E-L-L-E-S. And I would say Hell, Hell's, Hell's Bells. Bells. Yeah. Uh, but know. it was a really neat show. It was quite different. It actually held our attention uh, for being an old movie that was made back in uh, April of 1969. So that has a lot to do with Deb being in April, but uh, that, that she was about a year old when I that was, was made. yep. And I probably watched it when I was one. No, I don't think in your family you would have come I anywhere close to that it, movie. So I watched it at my age. What? Now I've watched it at my age. Yes, so. now you watch it at your age. There you go. So there was a couple of interesting things about the movie that Jeremy Slate was the main actor. He was the main character in the movie. And uh, he went by the name of Dan. And he actually starred in a lot of other movies like Hell's Angels. And so uh, he worked with uh, a lot of things. And he, he, he did a good job he did acting. A good and, job. and we couldn't tell. But if these guys were riding the motorcycle, and, and let's put it this way. 
the cinematography on it to make you not know whether it was a um, stuntman or the actor, you couldn't tell. Could not tell whatsoever. I think there was there was one time I could tell that when the chick was riding. Remember the chick was riding? <laughs> and I was saying, that's a guy. You see that wig? That's a bad <laughs> wig. That's a bad wig. It looked horrible. Yeah. So that was just my take. But that was just that one time. But otherwise, it looked like it uh, Jeremy great. Slade and Adam Rourke. We're actually riding the motorcycles. Now, Adam Rourke, he's actually played in a lot of movies alongside of uh, Peter Fonda and some other actors as well that I can't read my handwriting. Is it Mickey? Is it any relation to Mickey Rourke? I, no, we looked know? into we that. Didn't, didn't we, we didn't talk find about any that? Connection, I, I, no, I, I don't think, think he's so. related to Mickey whatsoever. Uh, at least I don't think so. He was from New York and actually he went by the name on the show as, as Tampa. That was <laughs> his name, funny. Tampa. Yeah. And he did a great job. And actually, he went on to later uh, teach acting. And and he created an act like an acting school in, I think, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Very passionate. And Yeah, it was really cool. So, And then um, also Joycelyn. Joycelyn, is that what it was? Joycelyn? I think it was or Joycelyn. Joycelyn. Yeah. Uh, Lane, who, who was Kathy, she played down there. And uh, she did a good job as well. And then what was, here you go, tidbit of history. On the show was a guy by the name of Gip, Gippo? Gippo, yes. Gippo? Yes. Gippo actually turned out. Gippo is named William Lucking. And William Lucking, anybody Ring with me right now? Ring a bell? If anybody was paying attention with the Sons of Anarchy, William Lucking was Opie's dad on the Sons Crazy. of Anarchy. Yeah. So <laughs> that goes all the way back. This guy started in a biker show all the way back in 1969. And he made it to be starring in the Sons of Anarchy. And he ended up getting killed on that show. Oh, bummer. Poor Gimpo. He wasn't named Gimpo then. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, that was pretty cool. Now, I want to talk just a moment because we don't have a lot of time on here. But, Deb, the ending. I don't care if we give away the ending. I really don't care. Okay. So, But I'll try not to. So at the very end, you've got Dan and you've got Tampa. Yes. And they have this battle with chains uh, on a oh, motorcycle. I know. It's like medieval motorcycles. It's sort of like, what is the knights with the uh, stick? What's yeah, it called? I don't Pol know. Uh, Oh, with man. the ball, whatever they were doing. That oh. Was, oh, yeah, oh, man, you got I can't it. believe I don't remember. Shoot. So, yeah, they're stabbing each other, yeah. and this, instead but, they're doing it But anyway, it they, this, this they have chains. So they did take off these chains. Tampa hands, you know, gives him a chain. And so they go back and forth, and they're, like, trying to knock out, off each, each, each other, other off, with, right. off the bike with these chains or hurt them or damage them. So anyway, so that's what's going on. So what happens at the very end? I'll skip one part. Okay. I'm not going to let you ruin it all at don't the end. ruin it. What I'm going to say is... The girl ended up going back. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, uh, <laughs> so oh. I sort of did ruin it, but I didn't tell it all. Yeah. And the reason I think I told Deb as we were watching the movie as it ended, we didn't like the ending. I couldn't believe she went back. All right, I'm ruining it to Tampa. Yeah, she went back to Tampa, but you got to watch it to see what I'm talking about anyway. Yeah, yeah so make, she yeah, went back to Tampa. But here watch. is the reason I think she went back to Tampa. Okay, tell me. Well. On the bike that uh, Dan was riding, yes, there was no foot pegs. Oh, she so <laughs> so Kathy had to ride with her legs Dangling. sticking out to the side. Yeah, so I think Kathy was just real lazy, <laughs> and so okay. rather than have to ride all those miles back into town, uh, looking like that and feeling that way on the motorcycle, wow. she said, "The heck with this! I'm just going to go back to Tampa, and we'll just die here out in the middle of the desert together." 
that's kind of crazy because I kept thinking, woman, get some balls between your legs and like just go for the guy that's a good guy, not the guy that's the bad boy. Even though most women would go for the bad boy. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. All I right. was frustrated. So that was my movie critique of the week and a little bit of history to go along with that. So uh, I dare you to check it out. And so, the name of it again is Hell's Bells. If we're saying that right. B-E-L-L-E-S. So look it up. Take Hell's a look. Bellies. It was a good it was a good movie to watch. And by the way, I did catch up on another movie that you had mentioned I wouldn't watch. Yeah, she couldn't so. take her eyes off uh, oh, no. gears. Uh, what is it? Billy Lanes? Uh, yeah, Billy Lanes. I don't remember the yep. name of it. But no, 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 no. Anyway, but I did get a chance to catch the, the movie and he, he had a great message. And before we go, we have to be sure and mention you do not want to miss the Sunday, the 28th, is a downtown St. Pete biker block party by West Coast Florida Riders. Again, the 28th from 12 to 6 p.m. and it is rain or shine. A couple of really important uh, sponsors for that event, the Hideaway Cafe. So that's going to be this going to be all everybody that's there at the event. Yes, everyone okay, that's cool. going to be there and participating in it or putting it all together. Right you got to go quick. West Coast Florida Riders, Burt's Barracuda, Fran Hosh Law Group, Full Throttle, Jay Sizzle will be there with five custom metal uh, trophies for the contest. Low Life Industries. Your Neighborhood Association, Inc., and True, as well as Whiskey Throttle Who's putting it Bike on? Shop. West Coast Florida Riders, of course, and Hideaway Cafe. All right. Well, that's great. That'll be a great biker event. We are planning on being there, and we are actually invited. I have a surgery, a minor surgery, that I've got to go in. Hopefully, it's minor. Um, so I'm not sure how we'll be feeling on Sunday. I'm going to try to make it. We were invited at first, and then they got so many vendors, they had to ask if I was going to show up or not. So I'm a little bit bummed that we're not going to be there as far as the Chuck and Deb show, but that's the way life goes, and it's probably going to work out exactly, exactly the, the way, way it's, it's supposed, supposed to, to because I'm not sure exactly what condition. I'm going to be in. So the bands you do not want to miss, Betty Fox Band, Greg Billings Band, and the address is 1756 Central Avenue in St. Pete. You do not want to miss it. Thanks for being on the journey with us today. Follow us on Facebook at Chuck and Deb and visit our website at thechuckanddebshow.com. You've been listening to The Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us next week.